0: what's good man it's your boy juicy j man shout out to virtual homework podcast welcome to the podcast this is no longer a podcast we're gonna just get naked
1: I was going to think we're going to get ripped, okay? I mean, like that's the next step. We're basically influencers now. We are the most famous podcasters alive. Don't test me on that. I haven't done any research, but I'm basing that off personal experience. What I also know from personal experience, if you've ever watched a movie, it probably has Tom Cruise in it, or it has Brad Pitt, and both of them are relatively ripped. So, step one, join Scientology. We we forgot to cover that, right? What are we talking about again? The podcast. Step one, join Scientology, and then step two get really ripped so we could continue the podcast because it's... it's can, can I still be naked? Yeah. Do whatever you want. I mean, I guess we're not going to... We're, we're doing a video podcast now. I forgot to mention that. I could only show the top half, unfortunately. It's, it's YouTube's fault, not my own. Maybe we'll have a separate platform where we're actually streaming this. But step two, because we're skipping step one for whatever reason. What the fuck am I saying? Um, <laughs> This is podcast. a video game podcast. This is a video game podcast. Yes. Virtual Homework featuring Dana and Sam. I'm Sam. Welcome. I'm Dana. Welcome. Welcome. And, uh, we are in the podcast. I don't know what to say. This is weird. It doesn't matter. If we played a game this week, what did we play? <sighs> well, first of all, before we get into the game this week, did of you course. play any of last week's game? Absolutely not. Yeah, I didn't either. Even though, like, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna actually try to beat this one, but there's also a chance that I just literally don't play it at all, and I never will play it again. That's I... literally every
0: game? Yeah. Like, literally, the only game you've ever gone back to was fucking, uh... Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, and then we we
1: both went back to
0: 999, and then I went back to Hollow Knight, and I think that was, like, basically it.
1: So you're just, like, listing off game after game after game after game. It's like, oh, we only went back to, like, a third of the games in the podcast. No big I deal. three, like, two for me and one for you, and that's, like, it. There's definitely more, but, but I have no name idea. I, I've, I've gone back to Death Stranding for like half an hour at a time, like, and then I'm like, I've, I'm too far gone, and I almost feel like I have to restart the game, and I really don't want to do that. So I could name a couple. Yeah, it's like coming back to an RPG after like a year, and you're like, what? People make memes about that kind of shit. I don't know. Oberdin, good game, probably never going to play it again, just how it is. But I mean, like, if we're talking about reasons why I didn't play it, it's because I was extremely... Extremely heavily invested in this week's game. What yeah, did we play we this played, week? We played Balin Balin Bulin Wonderland. How Balloon Balin? Wonderland. No, actually, we're so. First of all, I love that even in that like fucked up intro, uh, we played Balin Wonderworld. I have called it Balin Wonderland <laughs> like every single time I've referred Wait, to this game. Wait, it's not called that. No, it's called Balin Wonderworld. Every single person, like no I was, way. I was no looking way. up stuff on this game because uh, spoilers. I beat the fucking game. I beat Balon Wonderworld, and so I was, like, looking up information on this game because I was curious oh, wow. about it, and, like, so many things, are like, sorry we call this Balan Wonderland, we're not gonna edit it in post, like, it's actually Balan Wonderworld. Everyone thinks that the actual name of this game is Balan Wonderland, which it should be, it should be, because that actually rolls off the tongue better. Wonderworld, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, but what is this game? That is, that is the question uh, on everyone's mind.
0: It's a generic platformer i, I want to first go ahead uh, and say something obviously people have at this point probably seen review videos a lot of famous youtubers and other people have made reviews commentary videos and stuff like that i'm gonna go flat out and say it i i think they were being a little hard on the game i think this game has a lot of problems but i think they went a little hard on it
1: i disagree um i think that so first of all history of this game for those who don't know balan Wonderworld is a game made by yuji naka who is of Sonic Adventure fame, he's really kind of fallen off uh since Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure first of all wasn't even that like great of a game. Or, okay, it was a great oh, game at the fuck time. You. No, no, Sonic Adventure Sonic Adventure is a great game, but it is inherently broken game. Like if you go back to playing it one of the only reasons why it is enjoyable is a because of the chow garden and b because you have nostalgia for it trying to play sonic adventure one or two right now like the games have so many flaws it's hard to count
0: absolutely a wonderful time because i have actually can't come back to sonic adventure 2 battle multiple multiple no no
1: correction if you tried to play the game for the first time right now
0: oh yeah no 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 yeah absolutely you would have an awful fucking time
1: yeah the game is not waged well at all and i think that like really Yuji Naka excelled in an environment where people were able to forgive, like, inherent flaws because of, like, how how cool they are, basically. How, I guess at the time, innovative they were. Because Nights is the same thing where I've heard it has not aged well at all. Nights into Dreams, which is also made by well, Yuji I- Naka. I also
0: want to make the point to say it was also at a time when only kids were playing games. Like, kids weren't exactly going to newspapers and, like, the media that was around at the time to post reviews of games. It was typically adults doing that. Versus nowadays, if you look at any game... You're almost guaranteed that the 10,000 reviews on Metacritic are all by people over the age of, like, 22.
1: And I want to get into that, actually, a little bit after. But no, Yuji Naka, he made Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, a very well-received game. And then, like, if you actually go through uh, his—I keep forgetting the— ludography is what they call the list of games some person has made uh if you look at, at the list it gets way way worse over time i think the last major product he worked on was rodea the sky soldier which is a very interesting game because it was made no, for the wii anything about it uh, it was made for the wii and then delayed an extreme amount so it actually came out like multiple years later on the wii u but it came with a wii copy because they're like yeah play this with the wii controller it's not meant to be played in a wii u so like the actual wii u version got like threes out of tens and the wii version got like a seven out of ten even though like it was way after the Wii stopped being supported and stuff like that but anyway it ends with Balan Wonderworld a Yuji Naka and Square Enix collaboration a game that is a 3D platformer uh, basically trying to compete with the likes of Mario uh, what was considered to be the first in a multi-game series uh, by Yuji Naka and Square Enix was kind of supposed to be like Odyssey, in that there's costumes for the game. Uh, you're able to choose from 80 costumes and go into levels and basically have a platformer with like minor switch ups due to the costumes. Mm-hmm. This game turned out absolutely horribly this game was panned universally by uh the world basically it has like three out of ten or four out of ten of metacritic um yeah. and i really don't think that this game plays well it, it had a massive day one patch it really really is broken at parts and most of all it is very boring i think that this game was a complete disaster on the part of square enix and bell and Wonderworld's world's dev-, dev team i think that the big thing about this game though is that it's hilarious how little it sold the game sold 2100 copies in its first week it's been out for Jesus a month christ that is the we most insane thing i've ever heard for a triple a square enix title like that is so bad that pays for like one developer salary I guess year. I had a
0: different experience with it. Like obviously, we saw like the the reviews before actually playing it and stuff like that. Um, but I found a lot of the critiques that they had. I didn't really encounter.
1: How far and, did you get in the game?
0: I I only got to like the uh, the second
1: train. Okay, so you beat the first twenty five percent of the game. The game has twelve worlds, each with two levels. Oh wow! Okay. So you beat. I think. I think in order to get to the 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 way this game works, you have like three levels, and then like you have to get a certain amount of statues, and then like a train comes and gives gives you more levels. So I think that you say you've beaten like three levels, and then like you maybe like played a couple levels of like the first second set of three. The game has twelve levels. I would say they get worse over time. I I think that they really put a lot of effort into the beginning of this game, which is because a lot of people really make fun of the beginning of this game. This game is so weird.
0: There's, there's a lot to make fun of. I yeah. just want to go back to my point of uh, it, at a base, it, it, like I said, is just kind of like a mediocre platforming game. You know, like there's like the different worlds. There's like, you know, the, the farm theme, which we could do an entire fucking <laughs> podcast just on that one part. Um, there's like a, a water level and then there's like a, you know, a bug forest level and stuff like that. And it, it, yeah, we mentioned that um the basic concept is you get different costumes, which some of them apply to like different mechanics. You can go back to previous levels once you find like a new costume to you know find a different platform or a mechanic that you couldn't do before, which is kind of cool and stuff like that. Where it really, really, really falls apart is the polish, I think. Uh, that, and I also played on the Switch port, which had was a constant, like, 18 FPS the entire <laughs> fucking time. It was just
1: garbage. Yeah, so I was um, actually originally going to play this game on Switch, but, like, my Switch Joy-Cons have been absolutely fucked from Joy-Con Drift and then me trying to fix it, and it made it worse. So, like, I just played this on PC. I had no performance issues, but I heard the Switch version is the absolute worst version to play it on. Yeah. And because I... I like to poke fun at my friend I made Dana play. I, I got the game from him. Like, here's yeah, your, here's yeah. a Switch version. Here's your $60 prank. No, it was cheaper. I had a <laughs> Amazon credit. So here's your $30 prank. Anyway, oh my God, where to start with this game? First of all, I will say this game has some merits. Uh, it has actually what I would consider a great soundtrack. Some people say it rips off the Odyssey soundtrack, yeah. which when you play like them side that. by side, they do sound similar. But I think that it had a really good way of conveying emotion in each level. And I will say, like, there are cutscenes of this game. There's a plot. There's like some it's a really I didn't really... understand the plot at all whatsoever. I understand the plot, but there's a very specific reason I understand the plot, and I'll get into that later. But there's like a really convoluted plot. Uh this this dude is basically just like trying to make everyone happy. But there's cutscenes related to this, and the cutscenes actually have really good graphics. Like these are graphics you would see, like I yeah. would say, like at like an Maybe not, like, at DreamWorks level, but, like, you ever see those shorts before, like, an animated movie at a, at a movie theater?
0: Yeah, I, I was actually thinking the same thing. I was, like, looking at the textures of, like, the characters, like, the farmer or that one, like, uh, aqua girl or, like, the, the bug girl because that's all I really saw. And it's, like, these look
1: fucking excellent. Yeah, they look beautiful. Like, legitimately, they look extremely good. The issue is that, that that's... The only place that it looks good, like I've never seen a clear example of like the cutscene versus real in-game graphics, like from this game. And it might just be that the graphics were too good and the cutscenes and the and the graphics weren't.
0: I, I, I was terrible just worried that that was one. just because I was on the the Switch port because everything seemed so jagged. It was just like there was like no anti aliasing or whatever. Is it the same thing on like the the PC port? I thought like, the game literally... was
1: relatively smooth on PC. I think that might have been a, a Switch concern. The well, well, when I say jagged, I don't mean like the frame rates. I mean like no. Oh, no I, I i think and, like, that's edges. why i said smooth yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't mean frame rates i meant like the actual characters yeah, yeah, yeah. Look smooth. okay yeah yeah. <laughs> that's weird how those actually could both go into to separate yeah discussions. I, I didn't
0: think it looked too terrible because like i guess i uh, i'm used to playing on like lower end machines and stuff like that and maybe i haven't played very many AAA 2021 platformers to compare it to the graphics i could take it or leave it i, I that's not one of my main concerns i like i said I a lot. i feel like a lot of people are just shitting on it. There's a lot to shit on, but uh, the actual gameplay, I didn't think it was that boring. Was I
1: don't boring. know. I, I've said games cost $60 and they probably should cost more. But I, I think that if you're comparing this to other games that cost $60, it's definitely a significantly worse experience. And I think that's really the truly biggest reason why people are shitting on this game. I mean, like, on the actual graphics itself, it's not even that they look bad on PC. It's that, like, you can tell when a product doesn't have emotion put into it based on how it looks and it it looks fine, I think. I think that like it has even like some impressive like draw distance and stuff like that, but it looks so uninspired. It really looks like an upscaled PS1, PS2 game, and that's kinda how the gameplay works as well. I think that this
0: I I, I think uninspired is a good word for it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think that this game really like it tried to bring back the PS1, PS2 era, like platformer collectathon. Like actually even like N64. Like this game, I would say uh, as someone who hasn't played that much Banjo Kazooie, like it, had, it reminded me of Banjo Kazooie a lot because this game is inherently a collectathon. The e- beating each level is not hard. What is actually difficult is trying to get one hundred percent of the things in this level to the point of tedium. Yeah. I actually, so I was originally going to one hundred percent this game because I wanted to do it for the meme, and I ended up beating the game, but uh, I, I was still set on one hundred percenting this game. Up until I realized kind of later on that in order to 100% the game, you need to get a perfect score on each one of the quick time events put in each level. Basically, yeah. if you get a golden top hat, you are put into a quick time event sequence where um, it's extremely easy for the most part. But occasionally there will be a, a quick time event that comes out of nowhere. that, you like, basically just press B. Yeah, or press any button because every single button in this game does the same thing. We forgot to talk about that. A terrible... <laughs> Terrible way to, to make a video game. Uh, a lot of people actually complained about the controls. I thought the game controlled fine. I thought for a platformer, yeah. I was able to understand where the, I was going. The biggest
0: control issues I had were on the costumes themselves. Like, straight up, some costumes you can't jump. Yeah, like I've actually... I, I,
1: I saw A fundamental mechanic. Because of it. Because uh, there are certain areas where if you get hit, you lose a costume, and then you all of a sudden are put into a costume where you can't jump. And I like couldn't get out of an area because I couldn't yeah. jump. And it, it was yeah, that, that's
0: fucking awful. absolute
1: bullshit. But no, uh, back on the quick time events, like the quick time events, you press one button and they last like three minutes. And in that three minutes, there are four to five button presses, and one of them is going to be difficult in the later levels. Out of those like five button presses, and like if you mess it up, you have to completely do it over again to 100% yeah. this game. So just meaning
0: you have to leave the stage and come back because it doesn't respawn while you're in that instance of the level, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
1: that and and like the statues at a certain point they go extremely extremely out of their way to be really annoying to get. And I'm like, you know what? It would be a funny meme if I 100 of this game, but at the same time, it is not worth my time. Yeah, to 100% I did notice as
0: far as the statues, as far as like trying to get some of the out of the way ones. A lot of them just seem to be like, all right, go to the corner of the map, and there's like this one platform you can almost get to maybe not and you kind of like have to spend a couple times trying to jump uh it it just seemed like a lot of the jumps were like at the
1: very very edge of what was possible versus something that seemed like very unnecessary i I agree with that but i also think that like part of that is because i i looked into why this game i was saying
0: i was just saying it was very annoying yeah no
1: i i understand where you're coming from but like i think that that goes into like one of the reasons why this game is bad uh, we mentioned the costumes and like how you're not able to jump in some there's 80 costumes in this game and all of them suck there there's one that suck less than others but i was actually reading into this and one of the reasons why they do is like legitimately they said hey we were going to design 80 costumes and that was ambitious and the issue we ran into is that if a costume was too good people wouldn't want to choose any of the other costumes because they would just yeah. choose that one because it's overpowered so we had to significantly like alter them so they all kind of weren't that great they didn't say that word exactly but they basically made all the costumes suck so none of the costumes could be overpowered and because of that there are costumes that are very similar to each other like in fact some of the costumes are basically one to one but there are costumes that you're supposed to use to get certain statues and you can get them with other costumes the statues but like it's awkward and you're not supposed to like I sequence break the shit out of this game because you're able to like go into any map with any Uh, costume of unlock an
0: example of costumes like uh, that are very similar there were like two in the water There are two costumes that can, like, swim through, like, water blocks and stuff like that. One you can't move out, and the other one you can move out of. Yeah, one really one is objectively, objectively
1: better than the other. And I feel like part of that, they did want to build and make some certain costumes better than the other ones. But, like... I, I
0: do want to say, though, some of the level-specific costumes I did have fun with. I actually did have fun with the dolphin costume where I'm, like, flying out of the things, uh, out of, like, the water platforms to get to, like, little areas and stuff like that. I actually thought that was a fun mechanic. Or even, like, in, in the... the the wooded level, like, the spider climbing up the wall and then, like, jumping to platforms is,
1: like, I had a little bit of fun with it. I had um, a little bit of fun with a lot of stuff. I think the issue is just that, like, these small bits of fun were, were completely overshadowed by the amount of tedium in this game oh,
0: oh yeah so so like when i say i think people are being hard it's like people are acting like there was literally nothing about this game that was redeemable and you will have zero fun with it all whatsoever i think this is inherently a bad game just my mentality on the thing is that like there's something here it just there's a lot of not something here
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that honestly, like, the most enjoyable part of this game is how fucking insane this story is and how uh it's like it really is so bad it's good. I mean like the, the biggest thing, if you've ever watched a playthrough of this game, as soon as you get to the first post boss cutscene, first of all, the boss are the easiest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, you just up. You are you basically mutter to your under your breath, "What the fuck!" Like there, there's a scene where basically every single time your character uh, defeats a boss, there is a dance sequence with the main oh, character I, from you just, a you're just, you're, an you're, island.
0: You're, you have to set up the like the, the the entire sequence. Basically, what happens is your character and I guess the person you're saving, uh, start walking romantically up to each other, you know, and then like about to like, touch hands, and then it like fades out, and they just start like dancing and doing flips. And One shit. of my favorite
1: comments on a YouTube video about this game is I straight up thought the farmer and the protagonist were about to lock lips, and it like it legitimately looks <laughs> it like they're literally about literally to go and like make out, and it's like Jesus Christ, this game's gonna take I, a really I, dark I, turn I took really a bunch quickly. Of, uh,
0: uh, pictures with my switch using the, the capture icon of like these moments I'll, I'll send them to you they're they're pretty good
1: but yeah it, it really is a batshit, in ga- batshit insane game to play it's weird so, it's so, really weird so I, I think that really is the main redeemable quality the, the, the problem with it a lot of the so bad it's good kind of stuff like if you ever watch The Room or ever watch Trolls 2 any of these terrible movies you get to a point where like it's alright this is a funny concept but I'm just bored because that's, that's really the thing about bad movies bad video games They don't do a successful job in entertaining, and I think that's really where the problem lies. Like, this game is really, really tedious for the most part. Like, really- I guess because I played it a lot less than
0: you is why I have my opinions on the subject. I imagine if it's basically what I've been doing and getting worse next, like, 7 to 10 levels or whatever like that, I I could see myself being like, all right, this is- fucking significantly more garbage than my initial opinion on the subject.
1: Yeah, so I never I never actually AFK'd in my playtime. I played this game for seventeen hours. That was legitimate Jeez seventeen Christ. hours of playing this game. And it felt like I played this game four times as long as cyberpunk legitimately like it got very very tough to continue in some of the levels and i think part of that is like i mentioned this game's tedious but it's forced tedium like you cannot advance it's not one of these games where like if you beat a level you actually advance to the next level you have to beat a level and have a certain amount of collectibles in each stage in order to advance to the next set of stages which sounds fine on the surface it's like oh just don't speed run through the stage but Because I'm neurotic, because I actually try to 100% these games and, like, try to find each one of these statues because they matter, I'm ending up, like... Inching through the game, trying to like look through every single nook oh, and cranny for a statue because yeah, I yeah, don't want to. I don't want to like actually um like have to play a level twice. I don't want to backtrack. And then you
0: see like a, a statue. You're like, wait, okay, I have to have that costume, so yeah. I got to go to this level and get that costume. Then leave that level, you know. And even
1: then, uh, towards the beginning, when I wasn't, uh, I was a little bit more nonchalant in, in uh, doing the costumes. Like I had to repeat every level at least once just so I could like actually get the amount of costumes, which sucked. It sucked so much because this game is boring and then like not to mention like the actual locations of these statues in the later levels and the Why later levels themselves are terribly costumes. tedious that,
0: they could have done 25 and just made them all badass no that, that's, was- that's that's the
1: there was like an interview with yuji naki like i didn't think we we're gonna make it to 80 i thought we were gonna have to say we only we needed 40 but we somehow did make it to 80 it's like oh that's that's not a good sign you shouldn't say that you should be like oh we this- we had 80 planned out we got to eighty. Everything's fine. Send this interview because I am curious
0: to see like their, what their fucking you know method to the madness behind a lot of things. In this I game. think is the problem just... with
1: this game is, given the scope, they only had two years to develop it, and that that shows. I I think that's really the big issue. Um, I. I wanted this game to actually be good. I love 3D platformers. In fact, the fact that I had fun with this game it shows my bias towards 3D platformers because yeah. it's, it's just a genre. Like I'll have fun with it even though it's um it's terrible. Like oh I I forgot to mention. So this is a spoiler. After you beat the final boss, you unlock a third stage from each each uh, world. So like there's two oh, stages no. per world. There's a third stage. I'm like fuck this. They're, we're not doing
0: this. Like uh... no we're not doing <laughs> this. Can I can I ask you something? Um when you start the game, you can pick like a different kid. You can either be a boy or a girl. And then there's like you know skin tone like the yeah you can do like
1: the different skin tones stuff
0: like that are all the intros to the game the same no matter what uh i have
1: no idea i assume it's the same except they drop a character in. i mean so can i ask uh, what you chose i chose the one that best represents me did you choose did you did you you
0: start did you did you start breakdancing in an urban setting the the game starts with fucking him like going like and, like, oh breakdancing, and mean, I'm, i like... I, 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 just, I guess like, out of context, my...
1: that could actually seem at- terrible to do. I, like, I was thinking to myself, Christ. I'm
0: really hoping this is not character-specific. Jesus fucking Christ.
1: <laughs> that would... Yikes. I was, I was, like, actually cringing to myself. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to cringe at this game. I mean, that's that would just be the icing on the cake. I mean, like, if we're talking about, like, the, the sad part about this game, this game does enough good that I think that there will be a generation of people who grew up with this game that's like, oh, this game is dope, and, like, this, like, shapes their idea of gaming. Like, Oh, no. Like, legitimately, like, there are two problems with this game, and I know this is completely off the subject that I've been, like, trying to abort that you brought up here, but... <laughs> The, the big problem about this game is that it like literally has as a formula everything that's good in a game it's like oh Odyssey has costumes oh there's like yeah. X from this game Y from this game they like literally just take that on paper and like take it literally like every single thing they have that's successful is in a different game that's successful it just I think you used a,
0: used a word earlier I forget what it was um, uninspired uninspired yeah it, it's basically taking the best mechanics from other games and just Making them completely un and
1: uninspired. It, it's a blatant ripoff to the point where it's like, wow, I, like I actually know what this is ripping off, and it's better in that game. Like it's 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 not like. Oh, copying your homework and like not and like you getting all the credit for it. it's like no. I'm well, still I'm still thinking of Odyssey when you make this costume and it just makes me think how much worse Odyssey, this game is. Odyssey. Just
0: just some of like the specific mechanics I feel like I've played in other games. Like oh yeah, the spider shoot you can climb up webs. Like how many other games have I played? We can do that. It's just like this game didn't do enough new to like make it a, even reason to have it fucking made. Like what was the whole like backstory of this like why was this game made to begin with was it was just like hey let's make a new ip or
1: yeah I, th- I think yuji naka just joined square enix and and they wanted to make a platformer to put yuji naka's skills to the test because he's a platform maker which is actually a terrible idea when square enix is an rpg company yeah but... i was like well
0: what's fucking uh platformers has square enix made
1: i mean if we're talking about like good things it's copied from other games though chows
0: yeah chows that, i mean that was the in best like, part about
1: the game, easily.
0: I mean, in, in Tom's, like... Toms, Tims? The, I don't know. In, like, the most basic sense, I guess they, they are, like, Chow, but you get to interact
1: with them, like, 70 times less, but... Yeah, you cannot Chow race, but they have these things called Toms, which you basically... Like, literally, it is a blatant rip-off of Chows. You just have yeah. these cute things that look like Chows, and they go in a wheel and make... They're, they're basically slave labor, uh, and you yeah, feed them. Yeah, what's the whole
0: deal with that tower? So, like, basically, um, you can get more points or whatever from levels you find like gems and then if you get a certain uh point threshold it like builds a tower if that's like a roller coaster for them to go through or some shit like what's the whole point of that i
1: think it's like supposed to be a power system but it it doesn't work like it's supposed to be like you know instead of like solar power it's like tim or tom powered i forget what they're called it's tims or toms it doesn't matter they're relatively cute and they're a blatant rip off of chow's and it's like the only reason i would ever go back in this game because i have like 45 of them and i'm a badass
0: Oh, that's it. I have like twenty-two.
1: Okay, well, I just kind of stopped caring about getting you eggs piece for my child. Shit,
0: I mean, did like, you feed? Did you did you feed them like the gems?
1: Yeah, but like nothing happened, so I ended up like I I would I would not. So feed what them. Ha-
0: what happens is you feed them and they turn big, and when they turn big, you can throw other chows at them, and then they hatch an egg, and then you can make more.
1: No, I know that happens, but the issue no, is don't. that like I would always like only get like a hundred gems per level, and like I had too many. Tim Toms or whatever they're called. Is that like a... I feel like a Tim Tam is like a, a hostess candy.
0: That's a... I think that is a candy. Yeah.
1: Tim Tam. But, yes, I i don't think these are edible. But, no, I, I would always not have enough gems to, like, turn them big. So, like, I would just, like, save it up for, like, six levels and then I would, like, splurge on a thousand gems to, to make my, th- my boys well, big. Well,
0: you can actually just throw them out and they'll just automatically eat them. No, I that's, just throw that's
1: them. what happened. But I had too many so, like, they wouldn't... There'd be too many eaten and then... None of them would be Dude, big. All, They'd all, like, all go half-big. All
0: my half homies big. gotta eat. All my homies gotta eat. They'd be
1: half-chubbed t- Tim Tams.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone's Google probably that. made that. Someone's probably, like, really, really into Belle in Wonderland.
0: Uh, We're looking up right now. Belle don't do it. You Wonder really don't World. need to do this.
1: Belle in Wonderland, okay? Just call it Wonder the thing everyone World. calls it.
0: Rule 34. <sighs>
1: Oh god, okay, we're done. Yeah, we're done. We're done because I told you you shouldn't look it up for multiple reasons. The Tim Tams being the least of the reasons. There's more than just... The Tim Tams being the least of the reasons. Moving on, (laughs) I have kind of hid something very important to you. Not Uh, to you, to the podcast, based on this conversation. What's that? And you may have noticed whenever we're talking about the plot of this game, I kind of move on very quickly. Kind of move on because I I, I didn't want to let on that I know a little bit more than you regarding the plot to this game.
0: Can you can you can you know spoil it for me if you I'm want? G- I'm not gonna
1: spoil the plot for you, but I'm gonna spoil the development cycle.
0: I mean, I actually am genuinely interested in hearing
1: that. So the thing about this game is that Yuji Naka, as a platform game expert, Sonic Adventure One and Two,
0: it's like if that's your only claim, flame.
1: I'm claim to flame, flame. <laughs> or is this like a Little B mixtape? Honestly, that'd be a great name <laughs> for a Little <laughs> B mixtape. You're
0: really good. Yeah. Name. yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No. Um, uh, claim Lil to B. fame is those two games and that's it i like as much as i love those games they are not good games they are very fun games because they were played at a that's, developmental that's like, time of my life and i understand the bugs and i understand how to play around them however uh
1: that's not like something to be bragging about that's like if you tried to get a software development job in like 2020 and like you were the ceo of alta vista and then like a 25 year gap Like, it's like, that that was good at the time, but I'm a little concerned about why you haven't done anything in the I Yeah, I know know SQL Server, and that's it. SQL Server is actually used, like, constantly. It's like the number one Windows database engine. Anyway. Well, fuck you. So Yuji Naka, he's like, I'm going to join Square Enix. I make platformers. Square Enix doesn't. They're probably going to want me to to make a really good story with my platformer. I am going to read this book that that is often studied to to understand plots of like basic stories. And then I'm going to write a fucking book. So there is a Bell and Wonderworld book released Wait, alongside the game. I read this book. Wait, did you really? Okay, I read half the book. I read about 200 pages of the book. There's it's a 400 page book. At least 400 on my e-reader. It's it's a variable. I read half the book.
0: Of mystery?
1: Yes. I read half the book. It's ebook only. This is the most convoluted instruction manual for the game I've ever had. Like it goes heavily detailed into like the what the gems are for, etc., etcetera. Et cetera. Like the most minute detail that does not matter for the plot. It's like explaining it. But what happened? You really read this? You f- I read it. I have it. I can show you my e-reader bookmark. You fucking loser. <laughs> i like, not a, no. <laughs> I was like I'm going to go all in. I'm going to like try to really get into Bell and Wonderworld. I'm going to try to understand why this game is what it is and it was not worth it at all. I was like I'm going to get just I'm going to invest the entire week. I like literally dropped everything this listen, week.
0: Listen. My
1: ears are open just laid on me. Tell me about this. So basically you are a child And it's similar to the opening cutscene. You have basically no... You you lost your heart along the way. You don't want... To do anything, you're basically you're depressed. Like this game is is an analogy for depression.
0: Depressed? Well, you don't look that depressed. You're
1: like breakdancing and like no. That's the thing. And then like you find this random like theater that doesn't exist. It exists in your mind. And then like the first chapter is like you breakdance for like four days straight. And he's like, I can't stop thinking about dancing. I just want to dance. And then basically uh, one of the characters from, from the game, uh, you haven't met them yet. It goes out of order from the game, but you and the characters are like, we're seeing this weird vision of this guy in a hat and, uh, he's like wreaking havoc, but he's actually the good guy. And one of your partners, Lance is the bad guy. And it's like legitimately explaining the plot in words that you're seeing on the screen. And it makes sense, but it's fucking insane that they thought that this was going to be as successful as it was. They wrote an entire goddamn book that I, for some reason, read regarding the plot of Balan Wonderworld. I regret <laughs> this decision. It was not a good use of my time. I could have been doing anything else. I read a book. Not a good idea. That's all I have so- to say. So what would you give the book was it better than the game? Uh yes actually. I would I would rate the game probably a 4 out of 10 and the book a 5 out of 10. The book was readable. It was readable. It was just like really generic like who's it for though? Like what type of person would like
0: is this made for? It's, I mean, like, so I, it's, random. It was
1: definitely a young adult fiction book. The, the The main character is, like, 12 to 13. I bet this is, like, the same person who would read, like, Aragorn or something like that.
0: It just seems so weird to me. It is
1: extremely weird, but, like, it legitimately explains what's going on. Everything made sense, specifically the dancing part. Like, dancing is a significant part of *Bell and Wonderworld, and that is not really explained. It's just, like, all of a sudden they're, like, about to make out with the farmer that's the video game. Like, there's no words so, in this game. In fact, the lyrics are nonsense. They like literally jumbled it up. So like, why, even if you tried why, to understand, why are they dancing? Then that's just what you do in Battle and Wonder World. I guess it's not really explained. It's just like it's like they are dancers by heart. It's like it's like when you watch. So, just, I don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You're just like going to Corn World, and there's like big ass farmer. they are like... individual stages. A stage exists in your mind. So, the main character, he has, like, a stage, and it's, like, what he envisions, what he wants, like, his stage to be be filled up. Like, the farmer, he has his own dancing stage. However, like, the dancing stage is, like, filled with his personal, like, pleasantries. Like, he, he enjoys farming. Like he enjoys having corn. a vast field of corn.
0: Uh, all I care about this game is generally just the first stage. It's the best part of the, the game. They
1: have a massive farmer. He's very large in the sky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, like, they have, like, merch. Like, I, I would probably buy, like, uh, the farmer plush.
1: Balan um, Wonderworld we'll furry outfit?
0: Balan Wonder. Oh,
1: actually, world. you could probably buy a legitimate furry outfit. There's, like, actual wolf characters in this game that look like furry suits. Uh, world uh, merch. Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy a t-shirt. I'm into it. I, I'm, like, deep oh, in the this lore. this
0: is cute. I'm legitimately
1: deep in the Balan Wonder Wonderworld lore. A little too much, honestly.
0: Tell me this isn't just a little bit cute.
1: Oh! The Tim, that, that Tim plushie is actually nice. I would, I would actually have that on my, on my wall or something. I, I, I think the Tims were a legitimately good part of this game, but that's because it's yeah. very easy to just make a cute thing and then, and then print money. Unless you're in Wonderworld and then you sold 2,000 copies.
0: Oh no, they already halved the price of the game.
1: The game is 30 books?
0: What did it come yeah, up? Yeah. This All game is right, actually it's... worth
1: 30 bucks. I think that this game has a very large amount of content and that like actually is a detriment because the game is so boring I don't want to continue in the $60 content. Where did it get,
0: get uh halved? Oh, excuse me. It it's 40 instead of 60. I'm sorry.
1: It might just be on Steam sale.
0: No, it's on the official Square Enix website.
1: It is 59.99 on Steam right now.
0: Yeah, you can get it. You can literally go to their website right now and get the Steam code for Historia yeah, NA your platform uh, for switch 39.99 for steam uh, they didn't lower the price on Steam at all no but every other platform has been lowered yeah even on this website you can see the the cutscenes like the the cutscenes in this game look so fucking good like all the textures and everything are just actually breathtaking this just seems like another game of like what could have been type thing.
1: Yeah, I I think that this had a legitimate idea behind it. It's just that like they were incredibly incredibly ambitious. Let's let's be That's really the, nice seems, about it.
0: That seems to be like a trending theme with games nowadays. Like super hyped up things, or like they have a huge backings of like fantastic studios. They just get like too ambitious because every game needs to be bigger, better, do more than the last. And like we're almost as uh, gamers, we're trained to to expect, expect
1: expect Far Cry every single fucking game, where it's like this yeah. is the most insane thing I, I've ever we're, seen from I a think technical we're, and perspective. And I hate to say,
0: I think I think we're hitting a a wall, uh, a breaking a breaking point almost where it's gonna. Like you can't really do more, like like for example, fucking um, Grand Theft Auto Six is gonna come out, and if the world's not twice as large, or there's not like five times as much stuff to do, if it's not like five times as much detail, everyone's gonna shit on it. You know, well
1: that that's part of it, and then like another part is that like games cost a lot of money now, like even even yeah. uh, compared to like. Some of these extremely expensive movies, like they're they're getting like pretty much the same cost. Like we're talking hundreds oh, yeah, of millions like, of dollars for like AAA titles. Absolutely. Didn't they spend like oh, a billion dollars on the Destiny uh, franchise or something like that? We're talking something like that, yeah. I mean, we're talking well, about that, that, the most profitable uh, entertainment medium. But that's that's also just increasing with
0: the ever amount of stuff they have to add to these games and promise with their excuse me, of ambition uh, to make the bigger and better thing. I'm hoping with uh, video game development technology, some of these more ambitions are more um, reasonable and just have more ideas and being able to throw these things in the game are becoming easier to actually, you know, throw out there. But uh, I, with, when you see things like Cyberpunk, it's hard to say.
1: I, I think that we're just going to see less and less AAAs and more and more indies. Like we, we mentioned last week that we are pretty much in the absolute golden age of indie development. Like It it used to be like you you needed to have backing to really get anything out there, but like the technology is there and the barrier of entry is so low that if you get two or three people who are really passionate about a game, you can make something just as fun as a triple-A. I mean, yes, it's not going to be the same cost and same scale as a triple-A, but that doesn't really matter in this day and age. People are already in as we've called it an attention economy steamrolling dana he's not allowed to talk fuck oh my god you oh my god that was just so mean <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i was just no, not I, it done
0: it's it just i forgot what i was saying
1: he's i'm i'm an abusive host it's just how it is but no i like it i forgot what i was well, gonna say shit i was too busy it is, you deserve this I. i deserve this Oh, oh yeah. So we live in an attention economy anyway. So like being the largest game is not necessarily a, uh, a selling point anymore. Like there used to be like when every single video game, like, when there were only, like, five video games you could get, like, I know that's also a lie, but, like, in the N64 era, when it's like, oh, this game is 30 hours, and, like, it's first, like, oh, I only get 10 hours of this game, like, that, that's, like, kind of, like, yeah, I'm gonna go for the game that gives me more game. Now it's like, oh, there's the entire game library for the past, like, 85 years, and also this game is 90 hours. Like, that's, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Jesus Christ, yeah. this is too well- much. I think nowadays it's just come to the
0: point where um, a lot of the indie devs kind of know what people want because they're gamers themselves. I feel like a lot of these um, uh, AAA titles are you know, being backed by higher-ups that may not play games, stuff like that. They're like, we need to do it bigger, we need to do it better, you gotta add this, you gotta add that, you gotta promise this, promise that. When at the end of the day, it's like, you don't need to have all these bells and whistles if the base product is super, super fun. And I think that's why we're seeing such like almost like a renaissance of... Uh, Like, indie games are just fucking phenomenal that don't have all these bells and whistles that just have like solid, fun gameplay and good ideas.
1: I think that you're wrong in that so there there was a time right towards the start of video games right in like the nes era where companies were founded and like it was people who like wanted to get into games and therefore they were like knowledgeable on games and stuff and then probably around like early 2000s like you had a lot of corporate bureaucracy uh, as part of that like companies that were were larger and had video game subdivisions like trying to like get into the market but now we're actually in an area where like Game development is around for so long. You have veteran game developers who've been around for 20, 25 years leaving Blizzard. No, it's yeah. a good transition, but no, like people who've been around the industry. For so long and like they the entire leadership has just been in the video game industry their entire life. So I think that more and more and more like the AAA titles but, are but, like but completely think, managed by people that... who have been uh, entirely video game. Uh, but so they related. come from
0: a past where like having more having something new is, you know, uh, somewhat reasonable. Like, do you think they're still thinking like we need to have more, we need to do bigger, we need to do better now when it's getting to a point where it's
1: not like entirely feasible to keep like pushing the envelope like that? Um, I I think that, yeah, I I, I don't think that we're going to be able to to push the envelope. In fact, I don't think people want to to be pushed that much. Like, it's different from a multiplayer experience. Like, if you are building a game that's based on multiplayer, you have to keep esports in mind for the most part. And you also have to, like, make sure that it's fun to play after 100 hours like that's that's also kind of toxic because like if it's not an absolute perfect formula it instantly fails like think about all these like large triple a games that like after like two weeks no one plays them and they just go back to league or something like that that is actually a terrifying like uh, idea from like a multiplayer versus like you
0: hear about these um these indie devs that you know it's like two people that spend you know like half a year building a game and then it just blows up and they're suddenly you know 100 millionaires because they made such a fantastic fucking
1: product. And that's dope. You know, the you virtual homework not... podcast, the video game is going to come out. It's going to be amazing. It's just going to be like, press A to interrupt Dana. It's going to be Goatsey Simulator. Goatsey Simulator, the video game. Uh, find it on Switch. No, if we're talking about like AAA titles and video games being developed and people who've been in the industry for a very long time. <laughs>
0: It was such a better transition earlier.
1: Yeah, no, we had to go Goatsy Simulator on everyone. Um, What's the deal? You're Blizzard man. Explain.
0: Yeah, Jeff. So, Jeff Kaplan, for anyone that is a Blizzard veteran who's been playing Blizzard games for the longest time, he's one of the long-term devs for Blizzard games. You know, if I'm not mistaken, he worked on Original World of Warcraft and eventually was moved to the... um, Hearthstone team, and then I think he was moved to the Overwatch team. Check me on that, I could be completely wrong, Um, but he was basically one of the last devs within the Blizzard ecosystem that anyone gave an absolute shit about, because basically everyone who's been around since the beginning, since the golden age of Blizzard games, uh, has left. And he is unfortunately, as of I believe last week, left Blizzard. Uh, more than likely, joining the same company that every other fucking Blizzard person uh, leaving the company has joined. So it's just it's a it's a damn shame. But it's it's not um, for someone who plays Blizzard games. It, it's not unexpected. It's just the way the games are going. They're getting so compartmentalized, um, so streamlined. It just there's no soul in any of them anymore
1: which really sucks my favorite part about this is that as someone who has no interest in overwatch at all i might be one of the only people to ever play overwatch too which is pretty dope
0: i played wait what do you mean you've only oh oh, did they they release a
1: demo for it or something i played it at blizzcon i was like oh this is pretty fun yeah (laughs) so
0: i played original overwatch and a lot of people played overwatch it's just there's like it's it's like the problem with any team-based game it gets like super mega fucking toxic almost immediately
1: no, but but the the whole issue with Jeff Kaplan leaving uh, as he was the Overwatch, so it went Warcraft three, wow, and then Overwatch. So he was not yeah. part of Hearthstone. There you go. There's yeah, your there's name. your research. You're checking. Uh, we are a factual podcast. We've never said anything wrong in our lives. Overwatch two is already like a game that has a really bad development cycle. Like people are upset yeah. about Overwatch two taking forever, and like there's been like conflicting information on it and considering he was in charge of Overwatch 2, this is not bode well for Overwatch leaving. 2. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, it's kind of hilarious, as I mentioned before. Yeah, I'm the only one who's played Overwatch 2, which is dope. I don't give a shit about Overwatch at all, but it's like, hey, BlizzCon, let's play it. Now there's never going to be another BlizzCon again, because COVID's F- going to be enough, for the next 30 years.
0: And You're one of the only people who's also played Diablo Immortal, and I remember you saying that you had a lot of fun with oh, that.
1: Oh, Diablo Immortal's dope. Like legit, <laughs> I, that sounds like a joke, but it's not. Like it's actually a fun mobile game. Where I, I,
0: I've literally had this argument with like people. Like my guild is, I for those who don't know, I play World of Warcraft competitively. I have like a whole guild I'm an officer of. Um I have a kind of this conversation about Diablo Immortal with them quite a couple times, where I'm like, this game is going to be huge. This game is going to be like the biggest thing fucking ever. Um, and they all know this game's gonna suck you know everyone talks shit about it like no one's gonna play this it's like because sam someone who's never played a a arpg someone who's never played a a diablo game ever said yo i want to play this this game was fun as fuck tells me this game is gonna take over not just the casual market but just like anyone who has every tangential interest in this and they're gonna make a million fucking dollars
1: i billions zillion I agree with you somewhat, but I don't think it's going to be like an absolute hit. I think that it's going to be a relatively successful mobile game. I think it had a lower development cost. I I think that the issue is Diablo as a series. I don't think it translates super well. Like, Diablo was successful, but I think that it's a little too... Diablo 2 is the most successful ARPG of all time okay but I just think that from a casual gamer perspective from people who are on the mobile market it's like a little too like rough around the edges like the the whole concept of like a demon slang I, I, that's just my personal I opinion I could be completely wrong I, j- I just think it's gonna be a successful mobile game I think it's gonna bridge a lot of people to the cat from the casual market into the Diablo which is like the least casual game of all so time I, I
0: i guess I use casual in a bad sense like because you're not ne- you're not a casual gamer at all you're you you you're a gamer you're a gamer i'm thinking boy. of
1: like your mom I'm thinking of like someone who like plays uh, no 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 like bejeweled and shit yeah. no bejeweled it, it's going to, to be diablo what a what a so transition it's, it's going to captivate the
0: people that maybe have never played an arpg but are still like gamers and stuff like that like it's going to am uh, i it it's going to take the mobile like gaming scene by storm like it's especially gonna... like, the
1: chinese market little nas fans are gonna want to some people are going to be attracted to little Nas, and given, <laughs> they're going to strip down to yeah. Uh, it,
0: it, it's it's a pole and play Diablo.
1: I mean, that's not for me, but I understand that a large subset is going to want to be able to play that out, and that's what's going to be in Diablo Immortal. And therefore, if you could, It's going if to capture the little Nas, Nas market. Ex-
0: well, there is a little Nas X class in uh, Diablo Immortal. I mean,
1: I would see him actually legitimately like he he would be down for that. Like he's he's a marketing god. If we're being honest, like he he's funny as fuck yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Like, I I well, that's awesome. I I think that yeah. everything he does is pretty cool. I I forgot he's getting sued for like millions based on those yeah. shoes. I mean, he's totally uh,
0: like. It, he shouldn't have done that at this point he shouldn't have sold he, someone
1: else's shoes he could have just made his own shoe brand he has millions of dollars i don't know why he like had to like sell nikes
0: i think he's just a guy
1: yeah i think i think that's really what it comes down to like people think like oh these these hyper famous individuals probably are a corporation masquerading as a human being and in some cases that's just, true but in a lot I, of cases I, I, they I are think just human corporations-
0: beings. I think a corporation to an extent is, you know, uh, taking him along the rails, uh, to his success and stuff like that. But I
1: think he's just a fucking dude who's just doing dope shit. With the shoes though, like, there wasn't a single, like, that has to be more than just the Lil Nas X. Like, he's not the one... He's not manually making the shoes. No, no, there no, There had to be no, a team no. behind so that who, like, I, no I, one's I like...
0: Actually did, I actually did research. Basically, what happened is there's this company that, professionally, they take existing shoes and uh, modify them, and uh, Lil Nas X presumably approached them like, hey, can you make me some, you know, limited-edition shoes for this, you know? And they did, and Nike was like, what the fuck?
1: So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of companies that are like that, like... like you see, like, companies like that in, like, malls that is, like, if they're small enough, no one's gonna actually care. But, like, yeah. as soon as, like, you're actually trying to, like, make a mass market decision I, I'm, based I'm on this. I'm surprised,
0: like, someone on his team didn't, like, say, like, hey, this might not be the best idea.
1: Yeah, I, I bet you Lil Nas X has a lawyer. I personally don't have a lawyer. We might need one soon, based on... After Sam gets canceled after the last Oh, six my time. God. But, no... <laughs> Yeah, it's it, a little notex. Come on, what are we talking about? World uh, World of Warcraft, Diablo. Yeah, Diablo Immortals yeah, probably we're... gonna rock, but it's not like I, I I think it's gonna be bigger than you're uh, alluding. I think that the backlash from hardcore gamers is gonna scare off some people from playing it who would otherwise enjoy it. Because the thing is, every single person who actively plays Diablo is gonna hate this game. They're gonna be like, "This isn't Diablo. Fuck this game." But that's not, not who it's marketed though, towards, and. Blizzard knows that they know they're going to make a shit ton of money. However, I think that's going to have well, some impact.
0: I mean, I'm going to play it like for sure. Like even like people in my guild that like shit talked it originally are like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up playing because it's a Blizzard product. Here's the thing about um bl- people who play Blizzard games. We all have st- uh, What's it? Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm or whatever. syndrome. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. So we just play all their products even though we hate them. So
1: yeah, I, I it, I've definitely been there. I just don't. I just don't need another game where I'm, I'm like on the toilet for 45 minutes. That's the problem. Like uh, it's it's not a short game.
0: What was the last game you were on the toilet for? Four? Hearthstone.
1: Control Warrior? Dude, Come on. Dude, I, I used to play Aggro Paladin back in the day. That's like a five minute match. I don't know. Aggro is for people who are uh, brain dead and uh, the worst. Yeah, I've Aggro Paladin
0: or Face Hunter. Oh, man, that shit was <sighs> Jesus. fun. Jesus. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Hearthstone, I actually want to talk about this. Did you see how they brought back uh, Classic Mode?
1: Yeah, I, they brought back a lot of stuff. I think that the issue with Hearthstone is that the game is too fragmented now. Like, yeah, it has a smaller player base and, like, Adding these things will bring back people to the game, but, like, playing Hearthstone at this point, there's, like, eight different game modes. It's like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, no one cares about some of them. Like, arena and duels are pretty much dead, but, like, I'm a Battlegrounds player. There's classic mode, wild, standard. It makes no sense to a new player. Like
0: I I mean, all I would ever want to play... What's the thing where you, would, like, draft the cards? Is that arena? Arena, yeah. All I would ever want to play in that is arena and, uh, like, classic that's it. I, I've actually never played the Battleground mode, which is what most people play, apparently.
1: Yeah, I, I was hooked since playing it at BlizzCon, and uh, I'm still hooked. I, it's it's honestly, I don't recommend it do because it's too addictive. It? Yeah, I still play it. I played it today, right before the podcast, actually, while I was waiting oh, for you. That,
0: that, that makes me happy.
1: Yeah, no, I, I still, it's the only thing I play in Blizzard games. Like, it's the, like I, I'm willing to go to BlizzCon based on that alone. Battlegrounds, I fuck with. I really do. But, uh, no, like, as a new player for Hearthstone, like I genuinely don't understand how anyone's going to be able to, like... No understand what's going on it, there's so much and uh it it's really kind of concerning i mean like i think we're having a little bit too much blizzard conversation all these people who don't speak about or don't know about blizzards, like what the fuck is going on right now just saying words that make no what, sense Speaking what else you know, happened this week
0: well, speaking of what the fuck, uh, there's a point here. you said you're pissed off at r slash uh, Ratchet and Clank. Why the fuck are you mad at them?
1: Okay, so I don't... Yeah, so I, I don't even, like, tweet anymore, and, like, my first tweet in, like, a month was, like, related to this, because, uh, basically, speedrunners... As you may know, you may have heard of Games Done Quick have charity events. So, yeah, Games Done Quick is an awesome charity event where people uh, speedrun games and try to go as fast as possible. And uh, during the actual events, like they have prizes and stuff and like raise money for charity, specifically either cancer research or, or cancer prevention and then uh, Doctors Without Borders. But because speedrunners are so accustomed to using their own uh, speedrunning skills to raise money for charity, Games Done Quick is not the only charity event and many streamers will actually have their own charity drives on their own channel unrelated to events because, honestly, like, Games on Quick is a great event in itself, but it's trained a bunch of people to be philanthropic in their own way. Like, there are so many events raising money yeah. for, for streaming, which is awesome. Like, speedrunning is, is one of the greatest uh, charity, like, charity donation oh, literally, to, literally uh, every time like... I'm- amount of people uh ratio i've ever seen every
0: time i'm i'm watching like a a speedering stream there's like something at the bottom like x amount of money to charity or something like that even if it's like 500 bucks and it's like a small stream it's like that's fucking dope you don't see any of these you know uh billion dollar csgo like one hundred thousand people with like a charity thing at the bottom. I'm sure you do every once in a while, but yeah, yeah. I just feel it's, like the I ratio is just, is
1: not as much as the speedrunning. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. yeah, which
0: I think is really cool. It's it's very wholesome.
1: But um, I'm not sure if you actually like looked into this at all. I did link it, but uh, if not, I'm am I'm gonna go storytell mode. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: I love your stories.
1: <laughs> but basically, um, there's a person. I so I'm wearing a Carnegie Mellon tartans sweatshirt right now, as as you can see, because we are now a video podcast as well as a. Regular podcast, there we go. Uh, go tartans, woo! But anyway, fellow tartan, uh, Zem ninety uh, two, also known as Zem, uh, is a Ratchet and Clank speedrunner, kind of a legend. Like, literally has like number one in like most Ratchet and Clank categories at, like most games. Oh, shit. Like, he is legitimately extremely talented at speedrunning. One of the best speedrunners to ever exist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. He is doing a charity drive because unfortunately, as the U.S. is the U.S. and medical debt is a thing, there's a GoFundMe, uh, or actually, I don't think it's a GoFundMe, I think it's just like the wife of one of the voice actors for a Ratchet & Clank character is uh, accepting donations on, I, I forget what type of disease, I don't think it's cancer, but r- they have like $50,000 in medical debt, which yeah, is like, yeah. it's, it's fucked, but that's the U.S., um, and as part of that, Zem, a uh, Ratchet & Clank speedrunner who has his entire life – um, like, you know, like, speedrunners really have their entire lives, like, uh, dictated by a certain game. Like, oh, if you got successful in Ratchet & Clank speedrunning, you have Ratchet & Clank does, to yeah. think. So he's like, you know, I'm going to give back, and I'm hoping that I could uh, be part of this charity drive to raise – uh, money for this person who is in need. And it actually is extremely successful. I think as of right now, it was the last day and they raised over $15,000, which is pretty that's fucking insane.
0: Actually, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: it's it's amazingly awesome. But So where's the controversy? Where's the controversy? So I am currently banned in r slash Ratchet & Clank. I have not been banned oh, in a subreddit no. uh, ever, actually. I think this is the first time I've ever been banned in a what subreddit. What uh, I think. Uh, so basically, Ratchet & Clank... Uh, The subreddit had the sticky post for, oh, hey, uh, this voice actor is in need of um, medical funds. If you want to donate, please submit to uh, this link. And so I I remember I was like reading this because I follow uh, Zem on Twitter and they were just like, I think the R slash Ratchet and Clank mods think I'm stealing money from people for this charity drive. And like he wasn't exactly sure, but then they like edited their message on their sticky post saying like, make sure to send it to this PayPal and not other emails because they might be doing nefarious things with their money it's like okay so there's a soul mod on r slash ratchet and clank which has a couple thousand members i think it's not a super large community but it's like large enough it's like can i ask
0: something is it one of those situations where this person is completely unaffiliated with like anything to do with any of this or
1: i don't i you're being too vague here uh the person Zem 92 the person who is raising the money for charity is 100 percent Actually, I'm raising my charity. Talking about,
0: I'm talking about the mod.
1: Oh, the mod is a Ratchet and Clank fan, but they do not watch Twitch or streamers. So basically, oh,
0: so yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, that's, what, the, that's yeah. the issue.
1: So basically, just some
0: random guy who likes the game.
1: Yeah. So what happened from this is that they were like, oh, um, I think this person actually legitimately thinks I'm stealing money from from charity, like literally by making when this he's message. Like, a, like
0: record holder, like like his livelihood is like attached to like this game and like.
1: So so naturally when he posted this on Twitter, it's like, wow, this message is kind of fucked up. He's like insinuating that I'm stealing from this person who needs medical funds because like they're leg- legitimately reputable. They've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for charity with their runs. They've had like eight or nine runs of GDQ. Like they yeah. they legitimately are like a reputable source of of charitable donations uh he's like wow they think i'm stealing money from charity so like naturally when you were a large streamer he didn't inherently say to harass them or anything like that but like some bad messages will pop up where it's like hey why why the hell aren't you allowing the promotion of this charity stream like they're raising more money like the actual like charity drive itself only raised like a couple thousand and like zem completely knocked it out of the park and like raised yeah. the vast majority of the money for this thing because he's raising in the way he knows how yeah, streaming yeah, yeah. um the the issue is that like he's like no uh, I tried contacting the family and they say, like, they don't know who this is. Because, like, honestly, I, I could see a voice actor not knowing who a speedrunner is. Why,
0: yeah, why would they know who a speedrunner is? Yeah, it's is? like, no they don't
1: know who them. this is. Um, And, like, he actually, like, went as far as to say they, they're probably only doing this uh to enhance their image and doing this for clout. Like, basically giving, like, legitimate... Le- legitimate insults towards like Zem is like wow they're they're probably going to steal this fifteen thousand dollars like i have not heard an official endorsement by the game on this stream and it's like eh, it's, well but like why I don't...
0: would you ever need to have an official endorsement to donate basically an like...
1: overzealous mod i actually i joined into a conversation because he said like oh they're spec- explicitly calling on harassing me and like trying to like get this subreddit like uh like Make it, like, filled with drama. And, like, I was like, you're blatantly lying here. And then it's like, I was immediately banned because this is an overzealous mod. But I'm pissed off because Reddit mods choose the dumbest hills to die on. You here's Here are your choices. Either you could allow people to promote a stream that has raised the vast majority of money by someone who is reputable, who has had interviews with the people who've made the game, who... Specifically owes his entire life to Ratchet and Clank, who if he were to steal all this money, $15,000, not significant enough to have a job, he has no other job, he would literally like ruin his entire Lose. life by stealing this yeah. money. If you were to do that, there's there's that choice. You could you could say that's the hill he's dying on. Or you could promote the stream and just like potentially raise more money for this person in need of funds because of their well, illness. You already, so
0: here's the thing for me. You don't even need to promote the stream. Just don't – like you don't have to bad mouth and say like, yeah, hey, don't that, donate to that was, anyone That's else. what happened. So
1: I, I got banned and it's like, oh, uh, I don't know where this is linked, but you're obviously begrating. I'm like, no, I just tried to join the conversation. And I, like, I clicked on the only place where this conversation is happening because you've deleted it anywhere else. And I responded to the first message I saw and like he had his points i had my points and then like he said like something stupid he's like oh this is what's harassment and it wasn't it was like him screenshotting it. it's like this person's insinuating i steal money that's ridiculous but i was like i could keep replying and actually like take 20 minutes because like i was actually giving him like paragraphs and paragraphs because like yeah. he he really like because i was obviously pissed because i actually use reddit and here's i moderate a lot and i would consider myself a relatively Here, good moderator i've made bad decisions
0: but you've seen that you've seen the memes of like, oh, like the this is the average Reddit moderator. And it's like the fat dude with like the fedora,
1: like living in, you know, squalor and stuff like that. Um, but like I, I like in a specific message to him, I was like, here's advice from mod to mod. It's very important to admit when you're wrong, because it's better to foster a community than like just, like, you know, piss off every single person and make people not want to come back. And he's like, oh, it's a Reddit mod. You should understand that you shouldn't stalk me. And, I'm like, I literally found the first conversation about this. Like, I'm not stalking... Like, basically, a pattern of
0: yeah, him yeah, yeah. saying
1: that everything's harassment, everyone's out to get him, etc. Victim He complex. just seems
0: very disconnected from... Um the whole thing, it reminds me very much of the rslash speedrun. Um, uh, that one mod, the, the head mod or whatever, the head that was completely detached from any of the speedrun culture. And Yo, don't talk shit on it. all
1: FX because uh, he's still a moderator and he's the head mod. And I work under okay, so fair fair <laughs> enough. I'm like, the thing, the thing is, like, I alt doesn't listen to this, but I'm, I'm willing to say that alt is in a significantly better position than he was before. I, I think that, um, There was a point in time where Alt's involvement in the community was not necessarily as... uh, It wasn't easy to see, but having many conversations with him, he does genuinely care about the R speedrun community and speedrunning in general. I I think that it's very easy when you look at uh, a person's reddit history uh, and the fact that they really don't have any other social media to make certain conclusions when that's not necessarily true I, I think I, I don't think that that original drama where the head mod of our speedrun apparently uh, did nothing to promote the community I don't think it was unfounded in that like the public information out there, was was completely well, it,
0: it was less about what that it's just more so uh it seems like there are just reddits that are just uh ran by people who are just seemed uh, somewhat disconnected from like what the actual subreddit is about like this ratchet clank guy like he doesn't speed run it it just seems like some random guy's like hey i like this game i'm like 29 years old and i played it when i was younger i, I think I he genuinely likes subreddit. ratchet and
1: clank but he just doesn't really understand streaming culture like he he like all, oh that's he, he, what i mean he, like, he made he made uh like comments that basically implied that streamers don't have real jobs and stuff like that it's like i i don't think you really oh, yeah, understand they, the dynamic of video game playing in the in the 21st century at this point well
0: that's what i mean he just sounds like probably some older dude who uh you know, play the game when he was a kid, and it's like, oh, here, I want to talk about uh, my, one of my favorite games, not realizing, like, how um, ingrained these older games are into speedrunning culture. And I hate to say, speedrunning is, like, probably the majority of some of these older games' uh, cultures, especially something like Ratchet & Clank. Yeah,
1: games. yeah, no one's, no one's, like, watching first playthroughs of Ratchet & Clank. Well, that's not true, but, like, the vast majority of views on on Twitch are going to be people watching speedruns of, of Ratchet & Clank. Or
0: even YouTube, or, like, anywhere. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, I... I I definitely this is, think this whole situation just sucks. That's, oh, I actually, it, just, it feels I, bad, man. No, to go back on the R Speedrun thing, because I, I, I have to do this before. Because, of course, as someone who is a moderator on R Speedrun, I have to defend the integrity of the shitty sub. Oh my God, the people who post on R Speedrun are so stupid sometimes. I'm sorry to say. You don't see half can the shit a that actually can,
0: can we Can we have a uh, section sometime where you just kind of like, where I just, like talk go about through that?
1: all the deleted posts on R Speedrun and just like get. So, okay, the people who. Post good content at R Speeder and I love you all. The people who are like posting like, I can't watch this because uh I hate trans people. Like, you suck. You are the worst person alive. Alright, back back to the drama at hand. There was controversy like four years ago where there was a, a attempted Reddit coup where basically our white goose and a couple other people started badmouthing the mod, AltFX, and then coincidentally they got hacked as part of a very large hack uh, that like affected a bunch of Reddit users and um, from there they were like oh he was a terrible mod anyway and then like he got a sub back because like you can't just like hack someone and then like take their sub. Um, but, but yeah, there were, there was a very large resentment because a large content creator tried to take over our speedrun, who no longer is allowed in our speed run. Actually a couple large content creators tried to take over our yeah. speedrun, So that, that was the controversy. Okay. Well, I think Clear it may so not far.
0: only just because of them taking over maybe for other reasons as well, but that's, uh, neither here nor there. Yeah, neither here
1: nor there. Um, I gaming, gaming, what? You can't just end on what you can't do it. No, don't, t- don't hit the button.
0: No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just going to go to the screen. I was going to say, like, our white goose was taken from there for fucking, like, Yeah, that's, that's a whole other. Issue. And... I mean,
1: like, Reddit, <laughs> Reddit in general is just, like. The worst. Yeah, Literally it, the it worst is the worst. Fucking ever. And, like, it's... situations like this make me realize how terrible the platform is. Because, like, Redditors think they're so smart. Redditors think they're so smart. And, like, really, the way you win on Reddit is you put in more effort than the other person. Like, I. Do you know. It's...
0: I actually made a rule so i used to just reply to people whether it was on twitter on reddit or whatever thing like that i i write everything out that i'm gonna say and then i hit cancel and then i take five dollars out of my checking account and put it into savings that is every time that is a great rule literally literally every time i'm about to argue with someone on the internet i'm saying it's not worth it i put five dollars into savings you know how much i have in there zero dollars I have
1: $60. Now. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, special. You got to, like, get a random cryptocurrency and just, like, oh, all my tron investments are related to to reddit things that 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 way you can just keep track of it because otherwise it's like oh where does my 60 blend in we have to bring it back to crypto in some regard but yeah that's that's really what happened i let this mod win because i realized i'm out here like spending like over an hour of my life arguing for a person i don't even watch on twitch i'm sorry i don't like ratchet and clank uh, well, cool it, person. it's because
0: it's, it's because you're just thinking about like the actuality of like this guy is just fucking wrong but it's like at the end of the day you're not gonna change.
1: Yeah, I was like, I, as, as soon as you said a, a certain message, I'm like, you know what? There's what am I doing here? What is the point of life? What is the point of the universe? Why? Where do we come from? Uh, where where does baby form? Uh, when does Santa come down the chimney? I want to give him a couple cookies. What? How does? How does Scrabble? Determine what is a racial listen, slur. Listen,
0: listen, This is what we go through to try to figure out fucking. Oh transitions my god! No one's gonna people, see this. Okay? It's all gonna be
1: cut. <laughs> it's all gonna be cut. How does Scrabble determine what is or what is not a racial slur? That these these are the questions as old as time itself. What does this
0: have to do with fucking Santa? Jesus Christ!
1: Um, it doesn't have anything to do with Santa. But uh, as master transitioner. That's that's my title on this podcast. That didn't take Can like eight minutes of forcing a transition that you did not see. Scrabble has made some competitive players angry. You are a little bit more attached to the story for some weird reason. What, what's I, up? I think
0: this is hilarious. So basically, my understanding is that um you know Scrabble has competitive events, you know with overarching rules and stuff like that, and they put in four hundred derogatory rules that um. People are upset that they're t- actually banning, including like racial slurs, uh, other terms, and things like that. Uh, it it just—it it doesn't make much sense to me that people would be upset about this. It just—it very much comes off as people, like, oh, they're they're restricting our free speech because I can't fucking call someone the n-word anymore. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's it's very like low-hanging fruit that people are like dying on.
1: I mean, if know? we're talking about Reddit, because of course everything comes back to Reddit. There was like a very popular post today on Reddit about like, some rural Kentucky town getting a roundabout, and, like, the Facebook comments on it being like, this is communism. And It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, you're just gonna get upset. You're gonna bring whatever your agenda is, and, like, why you get upset in real life, like, into whatever you do. So,
0: like... Aren't, like, roundabouts like, statistically just, like, Better for traffic flow. Yeah, like...
1: yeah, but it also had an accompanying video where it's like people in Eastern Kentucky, they probably should not have a roundabout because they are so dangerously bad at using roundabouts. People are going to die. Like it's, it's. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. it's terrifying to watch that video. It's also hilarious, but that's unrelated. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um take away from we your talking, Scrabble story. We were talking
0: about uh, Scrabble racist slurs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like the people who are decrying on like social. Ma- first of all, they call it social manipulation. Scrabble banned 400 words. I think that like like first of all, is it social manipulation? Like maybe because they don't want someone to like have absolutely no life and no social skills to like in the middle of a final match drop the hard r on a scrabble board to win like that is like <laughs> like that's that's like that's dying. like the worst thing you could do that's like, like dying like after the match
0: like a, like a televised event yeah like yeah like on tv and like they do that like what do you mean i like would any like
1: if if i had no social skills to like particularly do that i would be happy about social engineering teaching me not to drop racial slurs during a televised competitive event
0: I, this is like mind blowing <laughs> to me that there's any other reaction to like oh yeah that's expected.
1: No, I mean like so they banned 400 words. Personally, like I bet there are, but I cannot think of. I mean, I I hope I I hope no one could think of 400 racial slurs. They probably used a list. There's like there's there's lists of like terrible Here, words I'm on gonna, the internet.
0: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start start beeping this out. Beep beep Good good
1: but actually not good joke. You made a TikTok about how I should get canceled. There we go. I mean I'm here arguing devil's advocate on like getting rid of racial slurs but no I, I legitimately don't know 400 racial slurs and I hope no one knows 400 racial slurs so like I would have to see the list not that I really care to about like what's on there there could be potentially words as part of that 400 that like are not necessarily bad but like they don't want them used in a setting where it could potentially be televised, and therefore it is a slippery slope. They're talking about social engineering when it comes to uh, like the actual b- banned words list. Yeah. That being said, you're not going to like really be on like really uh, as an optics. Like you should be happy that racial slurs got banned. I I, I think well, I think that's really the end of the story here. Well, my like,
0: understanding is like well, is 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 like the Scrabble scene blowing up so much that they actually have to start enforcing rules. To me, this sounds like something that should have been in like, in play for, like, a long time. I, I imagine if you went to any word game, uh, it, the, like, you look at any rules and say, like, hey, don't say, like...
1: Given the RR. average age of a Scrabble player, like, maybe they literally died out. Like, it's just a l- less racist community, like, based on, like, less 20 years of yeah. people playing Scrabble. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking about that. Like...
0: No, 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 no. That actually, that actually does make sense. So,
1: so I, I think that's where it ends. Um, I don't know. I don't know a Listen, single person. Like, I know people play board games, but they play like weird. This like here's house building game. Like, you ba- pretty cool. much any random game that you see like on the shelf it's like I gotta pick this because it has an eight point six on Board Game Geek. You probably know a bit more than me because you're a board I, game I shop. I actually
0: sell these games. You know, yeah. Catan, Uh, Betrayal House on the Hill. But let let me just say here, and this is an official stance. The Virtual Homework Podcast says racism is
1: not cool. What's that, like, sonic quote? It's like, if he tries to touch you in an inappropriate area, that's no good. That's no good. That's no good. This podcast is no good.
0: No good.